Even when things don't go right, some, you know, oh, 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 you forgot to pay a bill. You should establish so much love that you say, all right, you need to get on top of that. But you ain't going to keep screaming and hollering about that bill all night, going into tomorrow, going all into the rest of the week, going all down. The Look, we're going to make sure the bill get paid. All right. Let's not make this a habit. Let's move on. Life is too short to be arguing over these little, little things, which are vanities, which are going to be passed. They're going to pass away. All vanities are going to pass away. I'm not telling y'all to be irresponsible. Pay your bills on time. It helps with your credit report. Those things are important. Even sitting down talking about those things. But sometimes you have in your relationships, one person may be strong in another area. Some person may not be. Whoever's the strong, come, come on, baby, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. We got to build this up because we, we want to create generational wealth. We want to make sure that we're not where we want to make sure that we are living according to the word wherein we are the lender and not the borrower. We, we don't want to, we don't want to owe any man anything but love. You know, you got to use, see the scripture, the scripture going to bring that joy and say, okay, I understand. Wherein you're not causing for your, your, uh, 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 your desire to make things right. You're not causing for things to become bitter. You're looking and you're speaking to establish love. Sweetheart, I love you. I want us to get, make sure our credit is right. Our, our bills are paid on time. Cause honey, we, we want to be able to be at peace. See the difference? But if I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't never pay the bills on time. You said that. You don't never pay the bills on time. You never pay. You keep saying that. You, the bills never going to be paid on time. That's all you're doing is creating an atmosphere of negativity and it's causing for things to shut down. So we got to change that. We got, if we look at 1 Corinthians 13, 2 through 7, and we understand what love truly is, we will be better at the way we communicate and talk with our spouses. It's always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it perseveres, it works with it. It works with, it works with what's happening every day. It's not going to always be, oh, skipping through, you know, because people get sick. People get sick in, in their body, right? What you want to do? Because the person said you, you was going to do away with them. That's not what you, that's not what your vows were based on. You got to say, look, remember Job's wife? She said, why don't you curse your God and die? She went on by the way. Job was like, I'm not doing that. Since she missed out on her blessing. Because when God picked Job up out of his bed of affliction, he, he gave him beyond what he could think or imagine believe. She missed out. Don't miss out on your blessing. Because you mad because somebody's sick. Oh, ooh, that, I, I might have to do another series on that one. How to, how to love somebody through their infirmity. I'm going to have to do another one. Because I'm telling you something. You have to be able to have so much love in your heart that you say, you know what? I sacrifice. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. So you have no remorse if anything should happen. But you got people... That shoot, you got some people, they spouse just cough and they out the door. Goodbye. Oh, I'm gonna write a book about it. Jesus. Okay, let's get back. Let's get back. All right. Song of Solomon, chapter eight, six through seven. Song of Solomon, chapter eight, six through seven. Place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death. It's jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. If one were to give all the wealth of one's house for love, it would be utterly scorned. Oh, the book of Solomon is so poetic. Poetic. Yes, it is. 
But ooh, it's like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot quench love. That fiery love that's established between a married couple, it cannot be quenched. Rivers cannot sweep it away. It's important that we have, come on married couples, we got to have that fiery love. That fiery love. Where in anything that, once again, when any tries to come in and tries to seep in, no matter what, no matter what, Mm-mm. This is who I've been established. God has established me with this person. This is the person I committed with. I'm going to love this person. And ooh, they may be getting on my last nerve. But in that moment, you got to think about that fiery love moment. The fiery love moment. Oh, man, I can remember holding hands. I can remember walking on the boardwalk. I can remember laying on the blanket on the sand. And see, the fiery love it's going to come up wherein even rivers cannot quench it, wherein you will partake in the memories of the love where you see that the good outweighs the bad. And you're able to see over all of those multitude of things that got on your nerves with that individual. Come on, I'm talking to the married couples. It's going to help somebody. If you're single and you're looking for somebody to pay attention, prepare yourself. If you if you if you are somebody that knows maybe a, a a young couple or somebody that's come you have to come on share these scriptures with them share the lesson with them let them know it's going to be all right and they can make it make that marriage work Hebrews thirteen and four marriage should be honored by all marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer. And all the sexually immoral, one man, one woman, you're in relationship together. You should be making sure that you don't allow for anybody else to come into your relationship. I know people talking about all of these different things and poly this and, you know, uh, all these, all this stuff. This that. Let me tell you something. It's enough just dealing with one person. My goodness. Trying to learn that person. Trying to understand their routines, studying that person, trying to do two, three, four different things. It's just too much. It's really just too much. But it's a beautiful thing when a couple, they they are working together, eye to eye. They are there gleaming off of one another, supporting one another, holding on to one another, lifting one another up. The beauty of that, it's like a synergy that's being created. The beauty of that, Causes for a continual flow of ongoing love. But when you got all of these fractures over here and you trying to flirt and be with this one over here and you allowing this one, oh, my work husband, stop with that work husband and that work wife stuff. No, one wife, one husband, stay with who you got. Love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. You can have friends and I will have a friend. But the, the scripture, it starts off by saying marriage should be honored by all. When you tell somebody that you're married, they need to respect it and they need to honor it. And you need to uphold it in such a place where they know they better respect it. Marriage should be honored by all. And the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Sexual immorality, it hurts people. I don't care what people say. They, oh, they the Don. And, oh, she something. Oh, she hot stuff. This, that, and the other. Sexual immorality at the end of the day, somebody is going to be hurt. Someone's feelings is going to be caught. Every, every, if you watch these, uh, 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 what you call it? 
the investigate uh, investigated channel. And you look at all of these different shows on these different crime stories that they go over. All of those uh, persons that were involved in some type of sexual immorality wound up in something even worse. Some type of uh, criminal activity, whether they murdered somebody, stole something. And it starts with that sexual immorality. No, we can't allow for that to be in our marriages. We don't want we don't want those things to step in Yes, God can redeem and God can heal and God can deliver, but don't don't allow the enemy to come in. We talked about those small little cracks. Don't let them seep in. Don't let him seep in. And I'm and I and I, I I will talk about some more things in regard to being romantic as a married couple because a lot of people feel <laughs> I had one person ask me, Dawn, when you married, are you intimate every night? And I'm just like, wow, people understood the, the what what marriage really is about. Intimacy does not mean the sexual act all the time. You have couples that can hold hands and you have couples that have come to a place just leaning on a shoulder, a hug, and it means the world to them. Marriage is not just based on the sexual act. It's so much more. It goes even deeper, even deeper. So we don't want immorality to come into place. Pornography, married couples, come on. Let me tell you something. Pornography was a man-made thing to make money and, and mainly, mainly to abuse the integrity of the, women, of the woman. Remember, in the book of Revelation, it's written that the woman would bruise the head of the enemy, right? The devil knows that. So what does he try to do throughout the centuries? He's always trying to put women in a place where, and they are not respected and honored. And that sexual immorality of pornography that has been over the last several decades have been a mighty force where women are, their respect is lost. Their integrity is lost because some men watch that mess so much that sometimes they can't even look at a woman and have a, a, a decent conversation because their mind falls back to those image images from watching pornography. You have a lot of men that are disrespectful to women because they they have their attention on pornography. And when you have a woman who holds themselves in right character and righteousness, and when they come around, they try to they get mad. That demon gets mad because they're not portraying that sexual image. That they want to see from that woman. Come on, somebody like it. Somebody love it. Come on, show me some hearts. Show me some likes. Because I know it. I know this is not a conversation that wants to be heard, but it's the truth. It's the truth that pornography can cause a lot of damage in a marriage, and it's sexual immorality, and we should not allow for it to seep into our relationship of marriage. Okay, I'm going to read this last scripture for tonight. Coming from the book of Genesis 2.18, Genesis 2.18, and then I'm going to skip to verses 21 through 24. It says, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a help, a helper, excuse me, a helper suitable for him. So the Lord could cause the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. And he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman 
for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Simple enough. They become one flesh. It's not good for man to be alone. Now, we have once again um, uh, everybody in their rightful places. And we know what Paul said. I know how to base and abound. To a, I know how to be to a base and to abound. And I've learned to be content in all things. Wherever you are established, be content. But this particular scripture, as it lets it be known, that when a man finds a wife, they find a good thing. It lets us know that that woman was created from the side of the man, the rib, that side. That's why it's important for a woman when we talk, you got to stay by your man's side, side. You know, it's important that we don't, don't go before, don't, don't lag behind. I don't like that either. People talk about, oh, you know, a woman should be behind. No, no, no. The word said that he came, she came from his side. So she needs to be by his side. See, because when we're by one another's side, you got your arms, right? If I, if I'm by your side and anything happens, I can stretch my arm out if you fall or trip forward. If you stumble and you feel like you're going to battle, I can put my arm back. See, when you at this, you're, you're more in an operational mode when you are by your companion's side. That's just, I mean, that's just regular physics. That's nothing, you know, that's something that you have to be a rocket scientist about. But honestly, when you're by somebody's side, you are, you are more, op, you're more in a place of operation to assist them and to help, and to help them. He's, the Lord said, I will make a helper suitable for him. Make sure your spouse is suitable. When God creates the woman for the man, he makes sure, he made sure that she was suitable. A lot of us, we forget about that part. We don't, we just look at hips and lips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just look at that. Ooh, that shiny ball head. Ooh, the muscles, this, that, and the other. Is the person suitable, though? Is the person suitable? Are they, are you in a place where you all can walk together and agree? Have you come to that? Like, once again, you may not always, um, you know, um, want to talk about or do the same thing, but you have to come to some place where you agree there's some type of compromise, right? That means that person is suitable because you have some people that got some ulterior motives and you got to be careful. That's why it's important that you pray. If you are a single person and you're looking to be married, you got to pray, stay in your prayer closet, keep on praying, pray, 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 pray some more. Keep praying so that you are in tune with God and he downloads in your spirit that that person is suitable, suitable. That's going to help. Not going to hinder, not going to pull you down, but it's going. But they're going to help. Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. Let me tell you something. Don't have everybody in your marriage business. Once again, people can give you advice, but they don't have to give you the details. You don't need to be running and talking about, oh, never do this. Oh, I'm tired. I'm I'm sick of her. I'm sick of him. This, that, and the other. Don't do that because see what family does. They'll remember that. You'll go back to your spouse. Y'all will get it over. Y'all rendezvous. Y'all will make up, but they don't know and see all of that. And so the next time you encounter them, they'll side out, side eye your companion because they're they're still thinking about what you told them 
when you were upset with your spouse. That's why it's best to keep them out of it. Find once again some good a good counselor, someone who has that experience, that similar experience of being married, that wisdom that can help you along the way. Okay, keep friends and all of that out of your marriage. That's why it says they leave father and mother and unite to his wife and they become one flesh. It's not mommy, daddy, uh, spouse, and cousin, and you know, best friend. No, no. It says they united to his wife and they become one flesh. Be mindful of that. Be mindful of that. You're coming together. You're joining together for a purpose. And when you are joined together for a purpose, and I have many more scriptures as it relates to marriage, but I do not want to belabor the time. But I just want people um, who are in the state of being married to know it's important to hold on to what you have and uh, make sure your relationship is rooted and grounded in the word. Because when you root and ground your relationship in the word of God, not the world, the word of God, you will see yourselves coming into a place where you are better connected, where you are conversing in a better way where you are um, becoming so closely united, wherein you begin to flow in that same vein with one another. You, you, if there's a point in, in marriages where you, it happens, where you say, look, maybe in the beginning we had some fussing and going on. Look, we're we not going to keep doing that. Because like, it's just like... Um, uh, it's it's just like when you know you you have something and you cherish it and that, and you know you look at that object and you see that object that has something that's been permanent and it brings you joy. After a while, that's the way we become to one another. Oh, we see that person as bringing me joy. We see that person as you know that's a part of my happiness. So when stuff happens, you're like, look, I don't even want to argue. What what happened? Let's just deal with it and be done with it. Let's move on. We don't have to keep fussing, fussing, fussing. Create more happy moments. The more happy moments that you create, the better you will stand when life challenges come your way as a marital couple. I do hope that this word, the scriptures on tonight, this word, of course, the word of God is always going to do something. Somebody's going to always get something from the word of God. I don't care who you are. The word of God is powerful. It's mighty. But I hope that you opened up your understanding to receive something. I do hope that you share uh, this Bible study lesson on tonight. Once again, once I come off, I will put in uh, the tag for you to receive our monthly newsletter so that you will be able to go back and review the series as it started. And you'll be able to review it if you want to sit down with your spouse together and look at it. But it's important. Get these scriptures in your spirit so that your relationship as it pertains to marriage stands and keeps on standing. My prayer is that God will bless and keep you, that you will keep your mind stayed on him so that he can keep you in perfect peace. Until we meet or speak again, may the blessing of the Lord continue to make you rich, adding no sorrow to it. God bless you. Have a good night.